This video was brought to you by Imprint. Today, Ukraine sues Poland, Hungary and Slovakia. Canada says that India might have been involved in the assassination of one of their citizens. And a Danish artist is ordered to return the money he took for his work, called Take the Money and Run. From DLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 19th of September. Ukraine has filed lawsuits to the World Trade Organization against its EU neighbors of Poland, Hungary and Slovakia over their refusal to lift bans on Ukrainian agricultural products, something which Ukraine's trade representative describes as legally wrong. Now, this is in response to the three EU countries announcing last Friday that they would impose their own restrictions on Ukrainian grain imports after the European Commission made the decision not to extend an existing grain ban covering five central and southeastern EU countries. And that's because despite the goodwill and cooperation between Ukraine and EU member states since Russia's invasion last year, agricultural exports have proven to be a particularly thorny issue and show how Ukrainian integration into the European Union comes with some significant challenges and difficulties. For some context on this grain dispute then, back in June 2022, the European Union lifted tariffs and other restrictions on imports from Ukraine in response to the war, meaning that it was cheaper and easier for Ukraine to export goods to the European Union. However, five EU countries neighbouring or close to Ukraine, Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania and Bulgaria, claimed that as a result, large quantities of Ukrainian grain had flooded across their borders, undercutting local farmers and distorting markets. In response, the EU agreed earlier this year to allow those five countries to restrict agricultural imports from Ukraine until the 15th of September. Then, when that day eventually came, the European Commission decided not to extend the restrictions, after Ukraine pledged to ensure that exports from the country weren't creating a tsunami in neighbouring countries. Nevertheless, three countries, Poland, Slovakia and Hungary, have since announced their own unilateral restrictions on Ukrainian agricultural imports in defiance of the European Commission, with them saying that they're simply acting in the interests of their farmers and economies. Now, the exact details of the bans and restrictions vary by country, with Slovakia just extending the EU's previous bans on four types of grain, while Poland added new bans for flour and feed, and Hungary goes the furthest, banning 24 Ukrainian products including meat, eggs and honey, none of which were part of the original bans. Ukraine's trade representative responded to this by saying that he believes that Hungary is making a political statement that it wants to block trade with Ukraine as well as disregard Brussels entirely. So not only have these unilateral bans frustrated Ukraine to the point that they're taking it to the World Trade Organization, they've also fractured the EU with the European Commission stating repeatedly that it's not the job of European member states to make trade policy for the wider bloc, and other member states, including France and Germany, accusing the three Eastern EU countries of part-time solidarity. Now, there's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us in your podcast app of choice to listen along.
Next up, Canada and India are in the midst of a diplomatic feud, with the two countries expelling diplomats after Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that there were credible allegations that the Indian government may have been behind the assassination of a Canadian citizen, Hardeep Singh Najer, in June. Najer was a prominent Sikh activist and Khalistani separatist, meaning that he advocated for a separate homeland for Sikhs in the Punjab region. This naturally put him at odds with the Indian government, who included him on the Home Ministry's list of individual terrorists. And in 2020, the Indian National Investigation Agency accused him of trying to radicalize Sikh communities across the world in favor of the creation of Khalistan. Now, on the 18th of June, Najer was shot and killed by two masked gunmen in the car park of a Sikh temple in British Columbia, Canada, shocking the Sikh community in the country and the wider world. In fact, here's what Justin Trudeau had to say about the murder on Monday this week. Canadian security agencies have been actively pursuing credible allegations of a potential link between agents of the government of India and the killing of a Canadian citizen. Hardeep Singh Nijar. Trudeau then went on to say that any involvement of a foreign government in the killing of a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil is an unacceptable violation of our sovereignty. Canada's foreign affairs minister would later announce that an Indian diplomat was being expelled from the country. Then India, in return, expelled a senior Canadian diplomat and rejected the allegations as absurd and motivated. Ultimately then, this represents the further fraying of ties between India and Canada, particularly over the activity of Sikh activists in Canada, which has the largest Sikh population outside of the Indian state of Punjab. Now, if you're interested in learning more about this story, then we have a full video coming out about it on the TLDR Global channel on Wednesday, and we'll continue to update you as it plays out here on The Daily Briefing. Ahead of the upcoming UN General Assembly in New York, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres held a Sustainable Development Goals Summit, at which he called world hunger a shocking stain on humanity and an epic human rights violation. More widely though, the summit was designed to redouble efforts to achieve the UN's Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, which are 17 goals adopted in 2015 by UN member states who committed to achieving them by 2030. However, the UN chief said at this week's summit that only around 15% of those goals are on track. Unfortunately, progress towards goals, including those aiming to eliminate hunger and poverty, have been stagnant, and in some cases even reversing. Speaking about this, Guterres said that it's an indictment of every single one of us that millions of people are starving in this day and age. As a result of the summit, the UN General Assembly adopted a political declaration reaffirming countries' commitments to the 2030 Agenda and acknowledging the necessity of taking immediate measures to scale up efforts to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals. Before we get to the next story, I wanted to tell you that in today's daily discussion, we sat down and discuss our newest project, a physical newspaper. Yep, you heard that right. Anyway, that discussion where we explain what's really going on is exclusively on Nebula. So use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. And if you just want to find out what's going on with the newspaper, then there's also a link to the YouTube announcement video in the description too. 
Next then, a Danish artist has been ordered by a court to repay nearly 500,000 kroner, around $72,000 to a museum after he submitted to them two blank canvases that he titled, Take the Money and Run. Now, this is because Jens Harning, a conceptual artist, had been given a large volume of banknotes by the museum so that he could recreate an earlier work of his called The Average Danish Income, which displayed banknotes on the canvas to represent exactly what the name suggests. However, in 2021, he handed the museum two blank canvases, which he entitled Take the Money and Run, saying that the work is that I have taken the money. It's not theft, it is breach of contract, and breach of contract is part of the work. Now, the museum displayed the blank canvases anyway, but still asked for their money back, which Harning refused. However, a court has now intervened, ordering him to repay the 492,549 kroner, which is the sum he was initially paid minus his fee, which the court says that he should still be paid. Finally, we end with some news from California, where lawmakers have passed legislation that makes it easier for consumers to get their online personal data deleted. The bill, dubbed the Delete Act, would allow consumers to, in a single request, force data brokers to delete their information. Now, data brokers are a bit like a credit agency for data. They search sites, data firms, and others that gather and sell people's information online. Now, the bill isn't yet law, but it is heading to the desk of Governor Gavin Newsom for consideration. And if passed, it could be a major reclamation of digital rights for the average person. And if you want to keep learning, then you should check out Imprint. Just like TLDR, Imprint is all about helping you learn quickly, conveniently, and visually. It's super quick because most of their lessons take less than two minutes to complete, summarizing knowledge from all kinds of topics and using Harvard professors and best-selling authors to teach you key concepts. It's convenient because it's all housed in their easy-to-use mobile app, letting you replace doom-scrolling with actual learning. And it's visual because, well, look at it. Their animated explanations help you stay focused, understand concepts quickly, and actually retain what you learn. So join the millions of users learning with Imprint, including me. I'm taking their multi-day flow course right now. And do that by using the link in the description. Plus, if you use that link, you'll get a seven-day free trial and get 20% of an annual plan when you sign up. And they'll know that you came from us. So check out Imprint, support our new sponsor, and thanks for watching TLDR.